All right, episode nine of Tundra Talk. Had a great podcast today. Probably one of our longer ones that we've made. Mm-hmm. Um, There's uh, a lot going on, though. A lot going so. on. We talked about the Bucks. Not really the Bucks, but Team USA versus Greece, that, uh, the group play game that we came in. Um, some some Brewers recapping after the series against the Cubs this week. They're the pushing for their playoff spots. Push so. for the playoffs, the wild card spot there. Um, the Badgers' absolute obliteration of the Central Michigan defense and offense, quite frankly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was bad. Uh, kind of talked about their matchup against Michigan next week. Um, the, and then we got into the NFL. We really dug down deep into our picks and uh yeah we picked division winners for each division um who we thought was gonna be wild cards things like that and then we had our yeah. super bowl picks at the end the super bowl so. picks and then we recapped the packers game this last week against the bears and got into next week's matchups with the minnesota vikings it's a good podcast today and we really liked it mm-hmm. uh some some reminders quick as before you get into it as we got our merch we just came out with our uh, with the Brewers push coming up. We put our Fear the Beer t-shirt back up on the website, hoping to get a few of those out to you guys. Um, just go out. It's on BrewCityBoys.com. Mm-hmm. Then um, uh, just click the Merch tab, or if you want to go straight there, it's BrewCityBoys.com back backslash merch. Um, we're going to be getting into uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. We're up. We're running. So please go give us a five-star review. Maybe write us write us a little paragraph. Tell us about how much you love listening to us, <laughs> how much we know. Tell um, all your friends about it. Tell your dogs. Tell whoever. Tell everybody that needs to know. Uh, Subscribe. They need, their, they need Subscribe. their weekly Wisconsin sports fill. We're here to give it to them. Um, and lastly, of course, follow us on all our social media on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bruce City Boys. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And then we post course, daily, daily things like that. We updates, injuries, scores, stuff live, like that. So. We're live tweeting games, Brewers, Bucks, mm-hmm. Packers, Badgers. We're always there. Um, and of course, uh, our YouTube channel at Bruce City Boys as well. Got to just got to search that up, and we're always releasing our hype videos and stuff for it. So we have a great podcast for you. Um, Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week. See you later. Tundra Talk, Episode 9. Today is September 8th. How are we doing, Dom? Good. It's been a good week. Football's back. Just enjoying it. Oh, we're loving it. We are loving it right now. Before we get to football, let's let's start hopping in on uh, the Bucks right now. Mm-hmm. As much coverage as there is, <laughs> as much coverage as there is. All we got really right now for you guys is uh, the Team USA update. Well, Team USA and Team Greece because that's the latest game that they played. Team USA battled Greece this week and they smacked them around sixty nine fifty three. Kind of a relieving uh, win after the close call against Turkey. Mm-hmm. Against our boy Turkish Thunder or Turkish Thunder, yeah. So Giannis had they held him to only thirty-two percent shooting. Giannis had fifteen points and uh, thirteen rebounds. It was not a high-scoring game, like at all. No, not at all. And uh, Giannis didn't even play in the fourth quarter, and so it's kind of up in question if that was like a 
like a wave of the white flag, like, hey, you guys beat us, or if they're just trying to keep their star player healthy because it's only still, uh, like, group play right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I th- know that throughout the World Cup action, at least, like, Giannis just really hasn't been playing that well. Like, he's only been averaging, I think, like, 15, 14 points, which, I mean, isn't bad, but it's the, the MVP of the NBA. Like, you think he'd be averaging more. And it could um, be... It could just be that it's like it's the off season. He's not going to take this ball that seriously, even yeah. though some of his comments that he made were, um, were like kind it would have led me to believe that he would have, um, you know, <laughs> gone hard like this. You know, getting that gold medal mm-hmm. would be more important than uh, winning that MVP. Yeah. Well, like the only thing that really pissed me off about this was like. Because when they lost, I think they lost to Brazil by, like, two points or something like that. Their coach, like, called out Giannis, and he's like, oh, he's getting his, excuse my language, he's getting his ass beat and like by a, by a bunch of 40-year-olds, and he's the league MVP. And I'm just like, dude, he's probably going, like, at minimum, like, 50% right now. Like, he's not going to be trying. Yeah. I saw I saw that comment, too. Um but probably what what's the worst coming out of this uh, this whole debacle is the Thanasis drama yeah. that occurred at the end of the game. Final two minutes, Thanasis uh, kind of committed a hard foul. It didn't look that hard to me, and I think Dom would agree. Uh, yeah, it was Harrison it was Barnes, it was just kind of a regular foul. Yeah, Harrison Barnes got a breakaway dunk. I mean, you didn't need to foul there. You're already down by double digits with less than two minutes left. But mm-hmm. um, Harrison Barnes, you just shoved him after a breakaway dunk he still made the dunk it's not like he yeah you know poured it down on him i think that they just kind of like shoved him because they were just upset that they were losing and that 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 was like their end to like their you know what i mean i can't yeah i know what you're saying like just the end of the kind of the group play they haven't clinched i think they need to win um this next game in order to make it to the quarterfinals yeah yeah um I mean, uh, after that af- happened, after the game, Marcus Smart went and kind of slapped his jaw around at Thanasis yeah. and Giannis went to defend <laughs> his brother. Doesn't um, he always have something yeah, to say about always. someone? Um, and then when Giannis went to go, you know, just tell Smart to shut up, Jalen Brown got involved and Jalen and Giannis got into it before um, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, Chris our guy, Coming in, saving his teammate, shoves Giannis out of it. He's like, get out of here. You don't want any of this. Yeah, which I think was a smart move. Like, you don't want to see any stupid suspensions or anything like that, like, leading into this upcoming season. Or, like, I don't even know if that's even yeah. possible, but Is you just don't want to see it. possible that this, this World Cup, this FIBA, um, this FIBA business could affect play in the NBA? Other Like, outside, you know, in terms of suspension or behavior. Yeah, by, I don't. Uh, outside I don't... the league. Yeah, I don't know. That's like an interesting question. I I'm guessing it could because I mean it, they're both like because they're both isn't there like a sponsorship between the both of them in the NBA or something? Yeah, there's like? at least some sort of like I'm sure in the NBA there's like a clause like if you violate yeah. um like like image, overseas yeah. rules or something like that. Like where if like if you're just being a bad dude like some you go beat the crap out of some dude <laughs> uh, in New York City while in the off season you're gonna get suspended. So why wouldn't your behavior in another league yeah. um affect it? Yeah, because it's kind of like the NCAA with Angelo Ball. Like, he got caught stealing overseas, yeah. and they kicked him off the team. But that's completely different. But I don't know. That's an interesting point. Probably yeah. have to look that up at some point. But, but so, thank God nothing did happen. Yeah. So, Team USA just wraps it up. They play uh, – they've clinched. So, 
their victory against Greece clinched the quarter, their spot in the quarterfinals coming up mm-hmm. uh, at the end of group play. Um, so they play Brazil tomorrow. It doesn't really matter if they win or lose. Um, I think Greece plays Japan tomorrow, right? I think so. My, yeah, I think it's Japan. But if, if if it's not, I mean, they need they need to win. And I think I think if they win, they clinch their spot in the quarterfinals. But or they mm-hmm. don't even cl- uh, clinch at all because uh, group play. I don't really know how FIBA's yeah, doing the, it. Yeah, FIBA FIBA confuses me. Yeah. All I know is that like. If you win, you're fine. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, because it kind of sounds like common sense, but uh huh. So moving on from that, that's all we got for the Bucks. Um, training camp's gonna be coming here in the next few weeks. Starts early mm-hmm. October. Preseason. Pre-season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brewers. I'm loving it. They're um, they're loving me. I'm loving them. They uh, they just swept the cup. They didn't sweep the Cubs. They just um, took the series from the Cubs that uh, just an hour ago. About um, I did see that they won three mm-hmm. one. Um, I watched the game yesterday and today, um, and Friday night I think. I um, mean it was awesome. Just seeing uh, seeing Miller Park rise to their feet after yeah. after the Cubs. I mean yeah after the Cubs took Game One, it I was a lot of people were losing hope that the Brewers are going to be able to. You know, stay competitive here in September and make that push for October. But mm-hmm. um, well, I remember after after yesterday's game when I think when Chris and Yelich hit the was it a double rye? Yeah, that, it was a uh, game. It was just a walk off, off right? Walk off yeah. double. Yeah, I remember. I think I, I think Craig Council said that's the best game that he's ever seen him play. Yeah, and he which didn't is, even hit a home run. I know, which, which is, is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I just thought that was cool that he said that. He's uh, so yeah. We'll get to that later. Um, We'll get to Yelich specifically later because he had a, a hell of a game yesterday, and he kind of had a hell of a series altogether. Um, mm-hmm. But something that I just wanted to bring up today was Addison Russell took a 94-mile-per-hour pitch <laughs> from Adrian Hauser, our boy. Um, yeah, he is going to need Took a 94-mile-per-hour pitch to the head. Yeah. And, uh, and I've, stayed I've seen in, like – Stayed in the game. Stole, yeah, stole a base after that. I don't know if that was the smartest decision, but I mean, if you're fine, you're fine. But I wouldn't. I know that I wouldn't stay in after that. I'd just yeah. be chilling with my millions in my bank account. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Adrian Hauser. I believe it's uh, domestic abuse. Oh. Um, things so, like even Cubs fans even boo him when he goes up to the plate. So. Jesus. Um, I mean, I just thought that was incredible to take that pitch and then stay out there and play a little more. Yeah. Um, it's usually thing, like your coaches like tell you to come off, but yeah, yeah, right. Um, another thing is is that Hater pitched both last night and today, so uh, it's they're really using Hater right now. I mean, putting Jer- uh, with Jeffers going down, uh, being a, put to assignment, designated for assignment. Um, uh, the the bullpen really has to step up, and with no closers. Other than Hater, no true closers. Other than Hater, it's going to be really tough for the Brewers here in the coming weeks, and even in, mm-hmm. um, if they make the postseason, to really uh, just close games because you can't use Hater every night like they did these last two nights. He only pitched. Yeah. He only pitched nine outs of baseball, or not even eight outs. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it takes its toll, and luckily he didn't pitch a, have to pitch a whole lot during the regular season, so. 
he's putting in his work now. Um, hopefully his arm stays strong throughout it. Yeah. Um, because we're definitely gonna need him for that playoff push. Yeah. So, we'll talk about Yelich quick. Um, I know last week we really brought up his stats and how he's um. You know, a beast. <laughs> I don't really know how to say that much other than that. Like, he's making an MVP push that he probably won't get. Um, I know, which is ridiculous. He's got, like, what, 48, 49 uh, home runs 44, right now? 44. 44. Oh, I was yeah. way off. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still 20 games left. I mean, I would like to see him hit 50 home runs mm-hmm. um, left Agreed. in this season. And it would be incredible because of just how many, like, he stole his 30th base this yesterday, I believe. Um, oh wow! So, or twenty ninth? Yeah, I believe he he has thirty bases, thirty stolen bases on the season. Um, he j- actually also just hit. Uh, um, he's the second player in. Sent he no, he's the fourth player in MLB p- history with eighty home runs, two hundred RBIs, and fifty stolen bases over a two season span. Oh my um, god! And like the other ones, so you'll know all three of these names. The other three players: Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, that's not so, a bad company to be in. It's not so. a bad company to be in at all. So, like Thursday, he had a rough night. He was over five at the plate. Um, he, str- I think, he struck out f- four times, maybe three. You know, I just couldn't get his eye on the ball and hit those gaps. But it, Friday came around, and he was back to his normal self. Mm-hmm. Um, like Friday night came, he's three for four, three RBIs, um, and he walked once. He, I'm pretty sure that he hit a home run, um, maybe a three-run bomb or something. Yeah. Uh, and on Friday night, but then last night he was absolutely phenomenal because they wouldn't even pitch to him. He walked three times. He was two for two, and he oh, stole. Jesus. He stole those three bases. So <laughs> I was losing it. I was. I remember I was cooking dinner and I had the the game up on my laptop and he's just something else to watch. They wouldn't like th- they were intentional walks. They weren't, he w- they weren't mm. just walking him because uh, of great at bats. They weren't pitching to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today, of course he had uh, an all right game. They didn't really need him to step up because uh, the mm-hmm. bats were going all around today. Cause like uh, we talk about Yelich and Hader cause they're like the big names um, on the Brewers, but we can't forget about players that are stepping up overall yeah. like uh Yasmani like Grandel uh, say that he yeah, hit a home run to tie the game yesterday that really you know put put the Brewers in position to because that tied it and then they just pulled away it's those kind of plays the bats were working all around they uh Aaron Perez tied the game today before um like Eric Thames hit a bomb today and blew it wide open I believe that today's final score was eight to three mm-hmm. um so I mean, the Brewers are two games out from the last wild card spot, and that's held by the Cubs right now. Um, there's not much that needs to be done in order to to take that spot. There's 20 games left in the season. They're competing. The Diamondbacks are half a game ahead of the Brewers for that spot, um, and the Phillies are right there with the Brewers today. Um, they tied it up. And it's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a great couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. They, the Brewers close out their game with a four-game road series in Miami against the Marlins, a three-game road series in St. Louis. Um, and then they come back home for a four-game series against the Padres, 
and another three-game series against Pittsburgh, and then they close it on the road with six games, three in Cincinnati, and then three in uh, Denver at Mile High, uh, not Mile High Stadium, that's the NFL. I, th- I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's FedEx Field for the Rockies, but maybe that's wrong. Um, yeah, there's a lot um, happening for the Brewers right now, and all we all we can do as fans is just watch and cheer. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm going to ask you again, and I asked you last time, do you think they will make the postseason? This series has really changed the outlook on that. I think they're going to do it. I I really believe they can pull it off, and we're going to be watching basketball, football, and baseball Baseball. once again this fall. Yeah, that would be dope. It would be amazing. I just want to bring one last thing up about Christian Yelich. Uh for most for people who don't know he was in the sports illustrated body issue which i just thought was like just very just like very interesting just because i don't know about you Riley, but he just seems like like on the field he's a beast he does what he has to do and then and they win games but like off the field he just seems kind of like more reserved just kind of to himself a little bit i agree i'd agree and like and i and i just thought that like doing the body issue was just kind of cool because it's just him getting out of like his comfort zone and just kind of talking about what it's like being a baseball player and being out of your comfort zone and things like that. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And part, actually, of, uh, part of that interview with the body issue, it really like, it didn't put it into perspective because everybody realized this, but it's something I kind of forgot about is he was talking about injuries and how they affect a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And like, if you get dinged up, you really have no time to recover. Yeah. And Cause he made all, a strong emphasis on you're, that. You're playing like what? Four or five games a week. No, you're playing. He said like, you're playing daily basically yeah. you get a day off every few weeks you know mm-hmm. it's you're playing every day and when you get your day off like when i i should rephrase that when he, off days every few weeks are for teams but um like yellish got his time outside the lineup for a little bit but he's there he's traveling with the team still mm-hmm. so that's good um let's move it over to the badgers quick um as we <laughs> come in here and they just just yeah, dude, they're spanked. just rolling right now. They're rolling. Josh Cohn Respect, looks great. To be, it's to be said though, they should be rolling against yeah. these first two opponents. Yeah, but that, that doesn't take away. From, mm-hmm. I mean, but that yeah, that doesn't take away from the execution that we've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through these first few weeks, because I mean, we've seen good teams play bad teams and they lose. Like like Michigan Army almost, just took Michigan almost yeah. lost to Army. Yeah. Michigan just took uh, Army just took Michigan at two overtimes. Mm-hmm. And a field and that goal gets me for next yeah. week. Yeah, so there's, uh, yeah, um, didn't Georgia Tech upset? Um, who they upset week one? I don't remember. Georgia Tech upset. I think it was might have been Alice. No, not LSU. Um, let me just check quick. They beat. Clemson, no. Georgia Tech didn't upset anyone. I thought they did. I can't remember who upset them. Georgia Tech got rolled by Clemson. Yeah, and they barely the beat week. South Florida, which which, which Wisconsin yeah. beat by 49 or 55, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin won- has like some 107 points this season, and they have not allowed their opponents to score one. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the Badgers are. So let's talk. let's get into the details of uh, – the 
the game. Like Jack Cohn looked beautiful. I saw him throw so many passes. Like him and this, the Jack Cohn and Quintez Cephas connection is going to be awesome. Cephas has been balling out He's lately. He's been balling out. Jack Cohn was um, twenty six. I think Jack. I, we saw, saw a tweet on our. Yeah, I saw a tweet on our Twitter that some dude said, "Let's not judge Jack Cohn just yet because of these two games. Let's wait till he plays Michigan." Yeah, which, which I mean, I there's understand. There's truth to it. There's truth mm-hmm. to that, and um, but there's also truth to being able to just be fundamentally sound, which we have not seen out of a quarterback in Wisconsin for two or three years now. I mean, Alex Hornibrook was Shut pretty good. I thought we were saying his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but was, no, Jack, yeah, he's been looking good. Yeah, he's 26 for 33, 363 yards, and I'm pretty sure he didn't play the fourth quarter at all. He had three passing touchdowns. Yeah, which is great. So, I mean, we awesome. – so, yeah, so when the guy said don't judge him yet, I mean, I agree with that, but also, also like – even when you're playing these bad teams, this is when it's time to like go through the motions and go through the plays and try to execute every single time, especially when you have such a big lead. And I think he did a really good job with that. Like Riley said, he was 26 for 33, only seven incompletions, which is crazy. Um, yeah, he just played really well, and I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, so, and like him being in, in line with all of his receivers, I mean, two, four, six, eight, Nine different receivers had receptions in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sharon, some, some of those were shared when uh, Graham Mertz came in. But mm-hmm. I like his potential as well. It's still this him and with Cephas, um, him with AJ Taylor, J- Jake Ferguson, Danny Davis. All those guys were getting beautiful back shoulder balls that, like, the defense didn't even have a chance to get. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick Pryor too. Um, an absolute animal. So uh, Graham Mertz came in, um, and that's who the starting quarterback battle was over, um, or who battled for the starting quarterback was Graham Mertz and Jack Cohn, apparently all summer. And so the Badgers chose to redshirt Graham Mertz this year, and he's the highest-rated recruit in Badger football history. He's a four-star recruit coming in, um, and he got to play yesterday. So in case nobody – in case you don't know – the red shirt rule for college football now is you can play f- you can play in four games and have it count as a red shirt season so it's a good way to get recruits experience and mm-hmm. um not have them lose a season just because they played in one game yeah. believe that changed last year now i like um, that rule a lot because he probably won't see the field as much because jack on hopefully can continue playing this well but at least he'll get some experience under his belt and he won't lose that season like you said yeah so we can get into jt if you'd like jonathan taylor our boy he's just down count popping off Taylor touchdown up to to eight now yeah in two games that's absolutely obscene um but no he's three receiving yeah, he's definitely at. definitely making that Heisman push. Um, and, I mean, the bad teams is where you have to really do it against if you're just scoring five, six touchdowns against them. I mean, uh-huh. that can sh- – and then you have to do it against the big-name teams. Also, if he can put up these numbers against Michigan, I don't see how he's not at the top of the Heisman rating, either one or two. Yeah. It's, um, next week, like we talked about, next week if the Badgers, like, play well, even if they lose it, if they keep it within one score – Mm-hmm. I think that proves um it proves everything for him, you know. 
Yeah. But no, he's he's definitely he's the heart and soul of this Badger team right now, and he really is the core of this team. And as long as he keeps playing well, he makes he's making Jack Cohn better. Like because he's always had he always has him open as a dump down or to the side or a screen. Like he's just always open. So I just think that really helps too because it kind of helps your quarterback build momentum as well, even if he's not playing as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um with eight touchdowns on the season i think jalen hurts only threw nine yesterday and no rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. that might be right so yeah or, jalen sorry, hurts not has nine been, he only threw he has three, nine which total. puts him at nine yeah yeah jalen hurts has been playing very well though i've been uh-huh. he's been fun to watch um yeah right now heisman's probably between jonathan taylor jalen hurts justin fields has been playing pretty well yeah Tre- trevor lawrence has been balling out for clemson um and obviously tua Jerry Judy, that is, he's one of the craziest receivers I've ever seen in college football. That mm-hmm. dude just does the craziest jukes. But, but no, I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for Michigan. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, hopefully, Wisconsin can just eat them up and just put so much pressure on Shea Patterson. Because I was hearing some analysts talk about Shea Patterson against the Army game and how he like when he gets pressured, he just throws it and they're just awful passes. Uh-huh. Uh, so hopefully. Hopefully the the Badgers' defense is going to play well because they have the last few years. Um, but no, I think the Badgers are going to win this game. I think I don't think they lose. Yeah, uh, this next week against Michigan. Is that is that what you're saying? They're going to yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. not going to lose this game. Oh, that's bold. I don't think they're going to lose. Yeah, I'd like I to believe they're... that, and I want to see that. I just think that they just have so much momentum right now. They're they're playing well. They haven't allowed a point. <laughs> um, so I just think that just keeps going, and I just and obviously I'm biased, so I'm gonna say they're gonna win. So and I hate every Michigan team, Detroit Lions, all of them. So yeah, don't blame you. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into <clears throat> before we hit up the Green Bay Packers recap on uh, from last Thursday. Let's let's get into the NFL. Let's pick our division winners. We're it's week one right now. We're in the middle. The Colts are still playing. Uh, the Bengals, pa- Pats, the Bengals play. Seahawks are playing. The Pats and Steelers need to play tonight. I believe it's the Texans and Saints tomorrow. Texans and um, Saints tomorrow. Also with the Broncos and the Raiders play tomorrow as well. Okay, so we have all these teams like yet to play tonight, so we haven't seen everybody everybody play. But we're gonna get into our division picks, our Super Bowl thoughts. <clears throat> Let's see what uh, where we stand. Dom and I haven't discussed this much really at all. This, uh, yet this summer at all. I think we may have talked about who we thought we were going to make the Super Bowl. But yeah. we're going to get into our picks for the every single division, who's going to win it, who's going to be wild card uh, sleepers, dark horses in each conference. Uh, we're we lo- Dom and I love football. We love Oh yeah, the, I've been watching it all day. I I just yeah. love it. I just whenever NFL season's around, I just spend all day watching. I I take off work. Like yeah. I just like I just love watching it. Uh-huh. It's just like I just love to potato, you know. I know. It yeah. It's so it's the best time of the year in my opinion. So let's kick it off. Let's head over to the AFC first. Um we'll do the AFC North. I think the favorite, especially after today, Hands down, Baltimore Ravens. Your picks the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. I think after the, how they trashed Miami. I know Miami's mm-hmm. like the worst team in football right now. But mm-hmm. the way that they just slapped them around. I think they scored 59 points, right? 
Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I was watching it. It was bad. And we haven't seen the Steelers play yet. Um, dude, it was so bad. Dolphins players were cheering when the Ravens scored, dude. I've Oh, man, it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. We haven't um, seen the Steelers. They play the Pats tonight. I don't know how they're going to be without Le'Veon Bell or and Antonio well, Brown. Got, well, they got James Conner and Juju. James Conner and Juju. But and they got I, Vance, Vance McDonald. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Got him um, on my fantasy team. I'm losing by over 60 right now. So, I mean, if he can drop an 80 bomb, that'd be nice. But <laughs> um, I think my pick for the AFC North, and I know that they got beat down by the Titans today. That's yeah, Riley's team. That's Riley's team. Um, and just to clarify, Riley is a Titans fan, but he is also a Packers fan. He lived in Tennessee for a little bit, and then but he grew up in Wisconsin, so was, he's a Titans fan, but he's also a Packers fan, just to let people know yeah, that. Yeah, Titans are my team all the way through, but if I had to have an NFC team, it'd be the Packers, and I love watching Aaron Rodgers, love Aaron Jones, I gotta love Devontae Adams, so Tennessee's my <laughs> team, I bleed blue, <laughs> Green Bay, I'll never root against them unless they're playing the Titans. Mm-hmm. But I think my AFC North team, I think I'm going to choose the Browns still. Um, I just, I really believe in Baker. <laughs> my fr- our friend Ryan texted us today in our group chat and was calling me a clown for drafting him because <laughs> he played so bad today. Um, but I still believe in Baker. I like what he brings to the table. He's got that competitive edge. I like the Ravens. Lamar Jackson played insanely well today, but that's against a horrible Miami defense, and I want to see him against a higher caliber defense and i think he'll still play well um but i just can't deny the the star power the browns have i think i think they're gonna win this division i think and i like the steelers as well this is probably one of the toughest divisions um i think it's either gonna be the browns or the steelers but i think the browns are gonna pull off this division just because of all the firepower they have and i just think they need to just play more together because i don't think a lot of them played during the preseason um so I just think they need to just mesh well together and just keep playing together and get their system down, and I think they'll be fine. They got a new head coach, a lot of new players, um, a lot of egos. <laughs> a lot of egos. But, they were really undisciplined today. Um, yeah. They had 18 flags against them, I think. Yeah, um, that's insane. So like they got they just got to clean that up. So. Yeah, you can't. And the, six of them were personal fouls. Like, that's what I really think. That's so undisciplined. Like, after the play – roughing the passer and stuff like uh the left tackle robinson kicked kenny vaccaro in the face mask he's laying on yeah. his back and just kicked like i mean i don't know if that's something you can correct mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's more character than anything that is insane and that to me is like yeah what makes me think the browns are just gonna face this mm-hmm. collapse the whole season unless they turn that around mm-hmm yeah, but no, I think my pick's the Browns. Again, I love the Ravens. I love Lamar Jackson. I loved him in college. Uh, he's really fun to watch. Um, and I think him and Marquise Brown are going to be a good wide receiver quarterback duo. But no, I think I'm going to pick the Browns for this division. I still got faith. It's week one. They can fix things. They'll be yeah. better. They're going to be t- They're going to get abolished by the sports analysts this week, which is going to hopefully they don't listen. That's what's but, awful about it. Is they're going to they're say yeah. the Browns are bad, not that the Titans are good. That's exactly. Yeah. Happen. And as much as I give Riley shit about the Titans all the time, just because I just think it's funny and, and I just it's just how we are. Um, but no, I will say the Titans did play well today, Ry. I'll give you that they did play well. I saw the highlights of the game. Defense looked good. So and that's why when we move to the <laughs> AFC South, it is undisputed now 
that it should be unanimous pick. The <laughs> favorites for the AFC South are your Tennessee Titans. Is this you correct? Want to why, you want to explain why? Because we have the receiving core. The offense, Corey Davis didn't even have a reception today. You know why? Because he was getting double teamed, and A.J. Brown was taking all these these pass receptions, and they were just destroying. Adam Humphreys barely got a reception. Delaney Walker's back. He had two touchdowns. Derrick Henry didn't even eclipse 100 yards rushing. Deion Lewis had seven yards rushing, maybe Mm -hmm. two receptions. The defense is solid. My man catch no balls. That's secondary. You ain't getting anything past them. Malcolm (laughs) Butler. Corey Davis, not Corey Davis, Adoree Jackson, Kevin Byard, the mayor of Murfreesboro. There's no argument <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans, and they are going to win this division, and they are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> um, my AFC South pick, I do like the Titans. I just give Riley crap about them all the time because I think it's funny. I do like the Titans. For me, it's between Don't the Texans. It. It's between the Texans and the Titans. I have to see how the Texans play on Monday night. Um, I I just can't doubt DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't drop anything. Um, and I I think Deshaun Watson is going to take a huge step his third year because he kind of had like a sophomore slump. Um, he still led him to the playoffs though. Uh, but no, the Titans did look good today. My only worry with that, and I've told Riley this, is Marcus Mariota if he can keep playing. Because today was touchdowns, two hundred forty-eight yards. But you, but you got to realize that was his first three touchdown game since twenty sixteen. <laughs> so I'm not going to get too hyped over a three touchdown game from Marcus quite yet. If he can do it in the next few games, or at least three more times, or f- no, not that's too little. Four more times this season with the receivers he's got, then I'll give him some credit. But that was one game. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Texans for now. Just because they've just won, they won the division last year. They added some new pieces. They got Carlos Hyde, they got DeAndre Hopkins, they got Kenny Stills from the Dolphins. I think he's going to do well, and they got Laramie Tunzel to block for Deshaun Watson. Um, so I think that with all these new added weapons, uh, the offensive line getting a little bit stronger. Um, they got Duke Johnson as well. I'm a big fan of Duke Johnson. I think he's just a fast little sneaky little running back, just scurries around the field. Um, I'm going to pick the Texans for this one. And as we speak, I'm not ruling out the Colts yet because as we speak, Marlon Mack just tied the game, two-yard rushing touchdown, um, tied the game and against I, the Chargers. There's, and he's on my bench. There's 30 fantasy. seconds left in the game. Um, uh, Phillip Rivers could drive down the field right now. They just got the kickoff and tie it. But So the Colts are looking good. They're playing the Chargers. Chargers are a great team. I'm a big um, Jacoby Brissett fan. I really am. Yeah, I, I like him too. He's never beaten the Titans, and I think that's why. Um, I guess we'll find out next week. It's uh, Colts come to Nashville, but I, I'm I am ruling out the Jags for this season because Nick Foles just poor broke Jags. his collar, collarbone. But they Not finally got Jags. they finally got Nick Foles and he broke <laughs> broke his clavicle. Um, but yeah, Jags I think the Jags that. are done. So we'll I'm gonna we'll stay updated on the, this Colts game quick because it's it is a difference maker in my in my pick. Um, it, let's hit the AFC East quick. It's undisputed. It's the Patriots. I think we can both agree there. They just got mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, which is total crap. Yeah, that's so. I texted Riley and he's like, "Dude, that's so dumb. It's so um, stupid." Of yeah, course. I do like the stuff that the Bills are taking though. I, I am a Bills fan. I like Josh Allen. I really I like, like how Josh he Allen. That's really all I like about the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, other and than I like Frank Gore. I like Frank Gore too. Yeah, I do like Frank Gore, the ageless wonder. Yeah. Um, but now the Patriots are going to win this division. They'll have like a twelve and four record. They'll 
yeah, that yeah. that's isn't even a question. The Dolphins, in the NFL. The Dolphins are hands down the worst team, and yeah. they're the tanking. Do they're tanking for Tua? They want I, Tua. They're tanking for him. Uh, I do like. I like Tua. I love Tua. <laughs> gotta love the boys from Hawaii. The quarterbacks from Hawaii. You know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. I get the connection. The. The Jets as well. I really like Sam Darnold, but I also like Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. But well, Jamison Crowder today had like 14 catches for like 99 yards. Yeah, that's and I insane. was like, okay, Jamison Crowder, go get your contract. I see you. Yeah, but I don't think any of those teams are going to make the wild card, and they're not going. to. Oh God, no. The Bills. Gonna... I, the only thing I, the only chance I would have is for the Bills. That'd be like, and that's a very, that's very a dark horse. Yeah, yeah, that's a prayer. Um. Yeah, nobody else. So when we go to the AFC West, last year I thought this was the best division in football. Um, without the Raiders. Without the Raiders, but um, even then, it's still pretty good now. Uh, we'll see the Broncos tomorrow. They're the real, they're the real dark, not dark horse, but what, the question mark in um, in the in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this division, um, hands oh, yeah, down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, Tyree kills out now for a few weeks. Shoulder injury. No yeah, but Sammy, Wa- Sammy Watkins had like 200 yards and three touchdowns today. That's true. Um, so I don't think they're gonna skip a beat. I don't. I don't foresee the Chargers or miss a beat. I I think the Chargers are almost a wild card lock. Right, right yeah. now, preseason. I mean, they're they're potentially gonna lose to the Colts here. Should this mm-hmm. game go to overtime? Uh, but I think they're pretty locked in. I th- I've was like I said, we'll see how the Broncos do with Joe Flacco under center. Um, Joe Flacco, <laughs> and then the Raiders are just butt cheeks. Yeah, they're with just... the Chargers, with the Chargers, I have to. The only thing that I would think of because I heard reports that Melvin Gordon is probably going to return week six because if he doesn't, because that's when he has to play at least. Um, Otherwise, he doesn't get his contract. What what is it, Ryan? Like he doesn't get his contract or something. He doesn't get his guaranteed money or something. Guaranteed, like that. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed money. Um, so I think if he comes back before that, say week like three or four, then the uh, the Chiefs are winning this division. That that that's it. They're gonna win. Yes. But, but the Chargers could push. They they're like their only competition really in this division. I don't think the Broncos are gonna go far. Joe Flacco's kind of washed up in my opinion. He's just kind of there. Um, because the Ravens didn't want him. Um. But yeah, Chiefs are gonna win this division. Patrick Mahomes threw for like 300 yards in the first half. Just something stupid against the Jaguars' defense, which was good, but he made them look like a Pop Warner team. So yeah. Um. So let's pop over to. Uh, let's say so. We have our division leaders. You have yours. You have mine. Mine were the Ravens, the Titans, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, mine. My, yeah. What were yours? Mine were the Patriots, Chiefs, and then Browns, and then Texans. So who do you see coming in in the wild card picture in the AFC right now? Wild card picture. Wait, so does that mean it's not one of the division leaders? It's not one of the division leaders. Wild card teams. I could see the Steelers. I could see a lot. I, the Titans or the Texans. Um, Chargers. That's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna. My picks are gonna. Those are those three. Those three. I'm gonna say Steelers, Texans, and Chargers. I think that's who we need Colts to watch possibly. out for right now. Colts Depending on how this goes. Set. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a prayer right now. They're Hail Mary for a four out. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> um, so 
the uh, I'm going to go with those three teams, and I think out of the AFC, I think it's either going to be the Pats or the Titans. If I'm being honest. <laughs> You're being honest? If I'm being honest, I think it's going to be out of the AFC. That's who the – I think out of the, the AFC. I think out of the AFC, it's going to be either – I'm going to say the Pats or the Chiefs. Pats or the, the Chiefs. Chiefs, I'm going with, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the Pats. I'm going to say the Chiefs or the Titans. I'm changing mine. <laughs> Either way, one of those teams is going to need to go through Tennessee in the playoffs. Tennessee is a hard place to play in. It really is. So now we'll go over to the NFC. We'll start with the North. I think it's. I think we're both pretty certain on this one. Come on now. It's the Vikings. No, I'm just joking. No, it's the Packers. Like <laughs> I don't even want to hear that talk around here. I think nah. it's going to be Green Bay. They're going to pull it off easy. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'm a true believer Packers will go 12-4 and four this season. Mm-hmm. I think I think at least they go ten and six, and they're gonna win both the games against the Bears. The Bears and them are both gonna go ten and six, and they win the division. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. The Bears are garbage. Mitchell Trubisky's garbage. Um, the and Vikings we've literally are good, been though. saying that. We've been saying that since day one. He's not an MVP candidate. I'm tired of hearing that. He's not good. He has no field vision. I don't. I just I'm so tired of can't hearing throw that. Left. that he, he can't, can't throw, throw left. left. No. Um, but no, Packers are winning this division. The Vikes are good, split. though. The Vikes. Well, they beat down a pretty bad Falcons defense today. I need to just see that the defense can handle a high-caliber offense. But that's the thing right now is that we're, we're unclear if the Packers are going to be a high-caliber offense. I'm hoping things turn around, but mm-hmm. I'm not like what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we'll get to the Packers a little bit later. But no, uh, yeah, I think the Packers are going to win this division because I think that they are going to turn things around. I think Matt LaFleur's system is eventually going to work. It's going to take a few weeks for them to fully get into the system. But, yeah, I'm picking the Packers to win the NFC North. Lions are going to be last place. Lions are last place. That's undisputed there. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one now for me is the NFC South. I want you to go first on this one. I think I have a little surprise here. Um, not really. It's not a surprise. I, other people would do, uh, select this team as well. I'm gonna go. I'm. I gotta go to the Saints. I just the. I just the Buccaneers are garbage. I lived in Tampa for a year, and all I heard was all these complaints about the Buccaneers and how they're bad. They're they're not good. I watched some of the games today. They're not playing well. Um, the Panthers. I don't like Cam Newton. I really don't. I think his accuracy is horrible. Um, I just don't trust his shoulder anymore after he's had like two shoulder surgeries. I don't trust that. I watched him in the game today. His accuracy was just not good. Um, and the Falcons, I just, I don't like the Falcons. I think Riley and I were talking today and we both agree that Matt Ryan's kind of washed up. Um, I think his best season was like in what, 2014 when they went to like the divisional or something against with Tony Gonzalez. Um, I just, yeah, not a big Falcons fan because of Matt Ryan. I think he's washed up. I love Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, all those guys. But I just don't think their defense isn't good because they've had a lot of injuries in the preseason. And I just don't think they're going to make it far. So my pick's with the Saints. And, yeah, I think they're going to win the division. I'm My pick goes to the Panthers. I love gonna, Christian McCaffrey so much. Yeah, I love I love Cam Newton. I think the guy's a leader. I don't like some of those shenanigans he pulls, mm-hmm. antics, but I'd love to see the Panthers make their way back into the playoffs. Um, 
they're an entertaining team to watch. Christian McCaffrey's awesome. I mean, they've lost a lot of pieces like Josh uh, Devin Funches. Excuse mm-hmm. me, Devin Funches. He's in, uh, I believe, he's in Indianapolis now. Yep. Um, I like the. Uh, that's my sleeper pick for all these out of all these divisions. I think. Um, I really like the Panthers. I like it's not that I don't like the Saints. It's that I just like the Panthers. I foresee both those teams making the postseason, whether it be um, the Panthers or the Saints as uh, the division title. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buccaneers are garbage. They made that mistake tw- in twenty fifteen when they picked James Winston <laughs> over Marcus Mariota. Um, and uh, once again, you talked me through uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Matt Ryan. <laughs> You mm-hmm. talked me. You talked him through already. I think he's washed up. Julio is what made him good. Mm-hmm. Julio can still make him good. I just feel bad that Julio just signed this contract and he's about to mm-hmm. be stuck there with Matt Ryan and no. Yeah, but he's he's got sixty six million guaranteed. I don't think he's too sad. <laughs> I want a ring. If I'm Julio, I want a ring. I yeah, want to go true. back. I'm not. I haven't redeemed myself since I blew a twenty eight to three lead. <laughs> Yeah, so. that was yeah. I do that was bad. That was very bad. Yeah. So let's go into the NFC. But do you want to go to the East? Yep. And this one, I think, will be. Ah, I think we're the same. We'll, is it consensus that the Eagles are going to win this? Yeah, they're. I don't Dallas? care if the cow. I don't care if the Cowboys have twelve Hall of Famers on. I will never pick the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> to win the division ever. I will never pick them. I would pick the Redskins to win this division over the Cowboys. But no, I'm picking the Eagles. They look. They, they came look down. They came. No, they, they came the back from seventeen down. Yeah. yeah, and they look good. Carson Wentz looked good. Had some great deep throws. Deshaun Jackson had two. He had over a hundred yards receiving and two touchdowns. He was popping off today. Um, yeah, I think that I think the Eagles win this division. The Cowboys are playing well, but it's against the Giants. All yeah. they have is Saquon. So, yeah. Um, uh, so that's pretty cleared up now. Ah, this one's even pretty dis, uh, definitive already as well as the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And it's the Rams. With, uh, I'm not choosing the Rams. Ooh, you're going with the Seahawks, aren't you? Going with the Seahawks, yeah. Wow. I just I don't trust I don't trust Jared Goff. I don't think he deserved that big of an extension, that big of guaranteed money. Todd Gurley's knee worries me. Um, he did have 94 yards rushing today. Um, Where's CJ Mal- Anderson now? Is he in Detroit? He's he's in Detroit, yeah. Yeah, okay. And they have their backup Malcolm Brown who had two touchdowns today. He looked good. But I don't trust Todd Gurley's knee and I don't trust Jared Goff to get it done. He didn't do anything in the Super Bowl, which I mean was also cuz the Patriots played good defense, but that's besides the point. Um Seahawks, I think a lot of people are picking them to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to make it that far. Um but I like the I like the addition of Jadevian Clowney. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to fit that system real well, bring back the Legion of Boom back in Seattle. I love me some Russell Wilson, Badger Badger alum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I have the Seahawks winning this division. That's a fair – I'm not going to argue against that. I like the Seahawks. I love Russell Wilson. I just really like the Rams. I like Gurley. I like. I don't like Jared Goff, but I like Jared Goff. But who I like yeah. the most is Sean McVay. I do like Sean I love McVay, that man. Yeah. I really love his play calling. I love the West Coast style offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I love me some I, Aaron Donald too. Yeah, Aaron really Donald. Like. I love all of it. Uh, Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Akeem everything Talib. about the Rams. Akib Talib. Um, 
uh, like the Niners, I my, see my favorite quarterback in the division is easily Jimmy Garoppolo, and that kind of disappoints me that <laughs> you know he's not. I, I don't think he's going to win because I also I really like Marquise Goodwin. I think he's a beast. I think he's so fast. Yeah. Um, but so I'm going with the Rams there. So when we wrap it up, my division winners were the Packers, the Panthers, the Eagles, and the Rams. And mine were the Packers, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Saints. Yeah. So who do you see coming into the wild card picture here? Wild card. I can see the Vikings making the wild card. I don't think the Bears are going to make the wild card. I could see. That's interesting because you said that they were going to go ten and six. With oh, did I really? Yeah, you said Packers Bears go ten and si- both oh. go ten and six, but the Packers win both games against the Bears. Oh, well, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, okay, then yeah, I, yeah, I could. Uh, that's yeah. See, it's tough. It's, I think it's either going to be the Vikings and the Bears making the wild card. So both then, those teams you say they're going to be, or one or the other, there won't be two or three AFC yeah. North. Yeah, one or the or other. North one or the other, I think is going to be in the wild card, and then I think the other spot's probably going to be taken by the Cowboys. Sadly. All right, that's fair. I'm going to go with my wild card picks are the Cowboys and either the Saints or the Panthers. Well, the Saints, Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Saints, because Panthers are going to win the division. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see if Cam can Who's get that. Representing the yep, NFC, definitely. The NFC Super in the Super Bowl. Ooh, Green Bay Packers. I'm being serious. I want to say Green Bay Packers, but I'm gonna have to go with. I'm going with the L.A. Rams. The Rams again, back to back. Coming back. They're hungry. They're hungry. My heart says the Packers. My brain says the Rams. Mm-hmm. I just. Sean McVay will find a way. I just really love this team this year. Just the chemistry just seems really good. I've been like I saw the video of. Aaron Rodgers personally handing Matt LaFleur the game ball, and I just got I, my heart just fluttered. Let's get right into it then. Let's get Let's into it. Let's recap the Packers game. Let's recap it. So, Thursday night football, opening night, 100th season in the NFL. You know, the Packers, the Packers 100th season was last season. This is their 101st. The Packers are older than the NFL. That is insane. Um, but anyways, um, Packers beat the Bears Thursday night, ten to three. A very low-scoring game, very defensive game. Fun to watch. Um, people were calling the game boring, which I mean, did you watch the Super Bowl last year? Um, I'd rather just win the game. Excuse me. Oh no, the you're Colts good. Colts go zero one. Chargers win. That's definitive. I'm knocking the Colts out. Knocking the Colts out. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Boring um, game. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a very defensive game. Aaron Rodgers was 18 for 30, 203 yards and one touchdown. Didn't have any picks. He did have a fumble forced by Haha Clinton Dix, um, former Packer. Um, but the Packers' defense was the main talk of the night. And also, um, J.K. Scott was also the main talk of the night. But first, let's get to the Packers' D. Right, this Packers' D looks for real, dude. I'm just saying that right it, now. No, I know. That's that's why I'm want the I or I select the Packers, not cuz of the offense. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win the North because of their defense. Exactly, yeah. The North um, is full of explosive offenses and yeah, you can match it with more offense, but more importantly, you got to be able to shut these guys down. Like Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. you got to be able to shut him down. Uh Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Man, 
And they shut he, down Allen Robinson. They shut down Tariq Cohen. They shut down David Montgomery. Well, Allen Robinson still had over 100 yards, but he didn't really do yards, much but much after that, yeah. After, like, in the, in the second half in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. where was he? Exactly, yeah. I agree. Um, but, no, this Packers defense had five sacks, which I can't remember a game where the Packers— I honestly can't remember a game where the Packers had five sacks. They had 11 QB hits. They had nine, I think it's pass blocks, unprotected. I could be—oh, no, um— what does PBU mean? I can't remember what that means. I think it's pass blocks unprotected. Or let me see quick. Um, but anyways, they also had 19 total pressures against Mitch. Yeah, pass breakups. They had nine pass breakups, and they had 19 total pressures on Mitch Trubisky, which was just great to see because I haven't seen a, a really I haven't seen a Packers pass rusher in years, and that was great to see. So Darius Smith looked great getting after the quarterback. Preston Smith looked great. He had a, the game-winning sack at the end. Um, and, and our secondary looked pretty well. Had some struggles. Tony Brown was pissing me off because he couldn't guard Allen Robinson. Yeah, got burnt that, twice. That was, that was awful. That was, that was so frustrating. But that's what um, makes it so good is, like, you're giving up these – they weren't huge plays. No, Allen they Robinson weren't. They had weren't. that back shoulder catch for, which what, was a tough, 24 which yards? Which was a tough start. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough to guard that, and you you give up those plays, and you still only gave up, was it three points? They didn't score. They didn't get another three three points. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but no, other than that, the defense played very well. Adrian Amos had the had well, I said the game winning sack. Preston Smith had that was to there was like fourth and eight on their own like fifteen, which yeah. we knew they weren't going to get it. Um, but he sacked them, which was great to see. But Adrian Amos had the had the pick in the red zone at the end of the game, which was just so good because he was a former Bear, and I just loved it. Yeah, that I just revenge so is much. sweet. I know. That was just the greatest thing. Um, Jair, Alexander, Jair Alexander, there you go, um, and Darnell Savage looks great. Darnell Savage looks like he's going to be a good safety. I'm excited for him. He had a lot of good hits. He had, a, I think he had one or two um, balls batted down. He was playing very well, and Jair, Jair Alexander was like just r- like white on rice on the receivers. Like I think he got like three pushoffs against the receivers called on him because like they just couldn't get separation from yeah, him. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, um, but no, he. I'm really excited. His second year coming in looks like he hasn't even missed a beat, and it looks like he's gotten even better. So I'm really excited about that. Overall, offense didn't play very well to begin the game. Um, I think they had like. Th- four punts to start off but jk scott jk scott gets my game ball right yeah he gets my game ball those bombs uh, off his foot yeah what was dude, his, his longest was it 67 60, 63 from their own like 15 or something like that which is just insane and that really changed the game because that put the bears in like on their like own 20 with like a minute 45 left down by seven with like two timeouts which was just it was like game ceiling like that's that was such a big part of the game. Yeah. And, like, I think his average punt was, like, 45 or 46, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, so my game ball goes to J.K. Scott. And field, like, when you're not scoring and your defense is playing well, field position matters because that's the only way you can win, especially when you only score 10 points. Yeah. Um, it's not even when you're not scoring. It's when you're not moving the ball effectively. Exactly, and yeah. the amount of so three, no, out, three and outs we saw was – was it's ultimately unacceptable, but mm-hmm. yeah. Usually, I would never pick a punter to be <laughs> to get the game ball, but Jake for that game in that instance, J.K. Scott gets the game ball for me, just because of just how well he played and just how 
big of a game changer he was. It was just yeah. crazy to me. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about our game changers that we chose last week. So if you listen to our last week podcast, Riley and I are doing like a new segment where we choose game changers for each week, which means that we each choose either a player or a position or like even a side of the ball, so offense, defense, special teams to explain why they're going to be a game changer for that week against that opponent. And then we talk about it on the next podcast, seeing if we were right. So I believe that I chose the Packers' defense, and I was correct. <laughs> um, they played so well, um, and they did exactly what they needed to do. They shut down Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, I think, had like he he had like 50 yards receiving for a running back, which is pretty good. But I mean, he didn't do really anything else rushing. We shut down Mitchell Trubisky, made him have no room to breathe, no room to throw. Had a lot of pressure on him. Love to see that. And it was just a great overall game by the defense, and this is probably the best defense I've seen in the last 10 years from the Packers. And, of course, um, I'm always critical, overly critical. My game changer for last week was Matt LaFleur. And I'd say arguably I was right, too. I'd I agree. Mean, I'd agree. I think, I think that his it's game – so game changer, I think we're trying to insinuate that we're talking about good things that happen. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Matt LaFleur was going to need to call a good thing in order for this Packers team to win the game. Um, and they they still won, uh, but I don't think he called a good game at all. No, I think he struggled. He I think definitely he struggled. struggled. I saw a lot of second down, second and long runs. I thought like uh, I didn't think he set up the play action that well. Um, I don't mm. think, and arguably that like some of that falls on Rodgers too, because honestly he was garbage in the first yeah. in the first quarter. <laughs> And and for In some of the part of the half. second quarter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he he wasn't that he was so inaccurate. Like he he had an unpressured throw to Jimmy Graham that landed three yards in front of the tight end. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, so it falls on both. I mean, I know Rodgers is up there calling plays at the line of scrimmage too, but I think that Matt Lafleur really kind of like screwed the pooch on this game, and mm-hmm. that's why the offense we didn't see as much success as we as we should have. Yeah, I really wish we would have saw more Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones barely got any touches. Yeah, he didn't get any touches. He didn't record yeah. yard until the second half. Yeah, and that um, was kind of disappointing. But the way that I think the game was going, Rye, was just it was just so defensive. Like there was no room to run really. I mean, Jamal Williams yeah. had a pretty decent Jamal game. Jamal Williams did all right, but even <laughs> then, why are you handing the ball off to Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams, yeah, instead of Aaron Jones. Um, but no, I think. I just think, yeah, I, I do agree with you about Matt LaFleur. He did not call a good game. Um, I think it's just because he hasn't really, he's never played a game with Aaron yet. Um, mm-hmm. That probably had a little bit something to do with it, just trying to get used to how he likes to play and things like that. Um, I think next week against Minnesota is going to be a good game. They're in Lambeau, coming off a huge win, um, and hopefully the offense plays well. And they keep things rolling. I think MVS is going to be a number two, and I'm tired of hearing analysts say we don't have a number two. His name's Marquez Valdez Scantling, and he's he's like on the come up. Um, and I'm excited for him. He caught a 47 yard bomb from Aaron. Um, but yeah, I think I think that our game changers are pretty good this week. I really do. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about. You want to talk about the matchup with? Um... The Vikings the, this next week? Purple, the Purple People Eaters? The Purple People Eaters? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so this matchup, I think, is really going to come down to come down to the secondary. Because um, you're going to have to, like you said, you're going to have to shut down Adam Thielen. 
you're going to have to shut down Stefan Diggs. And I think our young, our young corners are going to have to do that. I think Jair fully is capable of doing it. I am worried about Tony Brown. Not going to be, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um, I'm worried about Tony Brown. I would like to see Josh Jackson in the rotation a little bit more. I think he's got a lot of potential and I like his height. He's like six, three, um, I like that. Kevin King played pretty well. I'm a, kind of a Kevin King hater sometimes, but he did play well. He dropped an interception, which pissed me off um, in the against the Bears. But, no, I am excited for Kevin King. Hopefully he can play well. But, yeah, I think the big thing is probably going to be our corners in that game. And our offense has to play well, obviously, because the Vikings defense isn't too shabby. So. Yeah, the Vikings defense isn't too shabby, but also I like – I don't know what I want to say here because Kirk Cousins didn't really throw the ball last or the, today. I think he had, he had like eight 88 yards and yeah. 98. Yeah, he only had one touchdown because I mean, but that's because the ground game got it done for him. I think yeah, he had Dalvin, like some Dalvin, 172 yards rushing. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was eating up the Falcons yeah. defense. He had like a Dalvin Cook had over 20 carries. Oh, for you sure, know. he obliterated me in fantasy, and I'm sorry I keep talking about fantasy. I'm just very salty about it, so I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, so. Um, we can get into our game changers uh, for this next week if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you want to start, my game changer for next week. Hmm. I think my game changer is probably gonna have to be. I think it's gonna be the secondary, like I just talked about. I mean, you have to shut down the corner. You have to shut down these receivers. You really do. We can let Dalvin Cook run all he wants. That's fine. But if these receivers get out of hand and they're getting all these balls, I don't know. You let Dalvin Cook run. Our front five is really good. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, we got all those guys up front. It's going to be tough for Dalvin Cook to run. But if we give Kirk Cousins time in the pocket and he has time to throw to these receivers, I think that's really going to hurt us. And I think Adam Thielen would eat our defense. But I like Jair. I think he's going to play well, and hopefully they can shut down these receivers and the Packers win the game. Okay, my game changer is hopefully it's obvious. It's gonna be Aaron Rodgers this week. Um, mm-hmm. After last week, he was so inaccurate and so he struggled so much, and it wasn't really under pressure. I think it's because he didn't take a preseason snap. Um, but he's got to be able to, you know, find the Aaron Rodgers of old, be able to thread the needle on some of these throws, and really just not even have to think about it. It shouldn't be something that we're worried about. Agreed. It's like Aaron Rodgers performing in these kind of games. So I think that's what's going to happen this next week. I think that if, if Aaron Rodgers is on his game, this team's going to be on its game, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Aaron Rodgers is on his game and this defense keeps playing how it is, woo! That's NFL better be. watch out, man. Better watch out, man, because we're coming. I'm telling you, this defense is for real. And I know it's only been one game, and I know it's against Mr. Trubisky, but you play well against any quarterback. That's insanely well allowing three points. That's really hard to do against anyone mm-hmm. besides Nathan Peterman. Yeah, and that's probably what's going to happen tomorrow with the Raiders. <laughs> David Carr is just as bad as Nathan Peterman. Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Who did I say? <laughs> David, his brother. David. Oh, jeez. One um, of the biggest busts in NFL history. Yeah, seriously. Um, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes out every week at 9. Make sure you follow us on all of our platforms at Bruce City Boys. And we'll see you next week.